This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And, and we're, we're the Travel Squad Podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hey travelers! Hey everybody! Welcome to episode 59 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Amanda Nelson and she's from Exploring Amanda. She's going to be giving us her locals recommendations on exploring the weird city of Austin and telling us more about her life as a traveler and travel coach. Three years ago, Amanda packed up and left the Northeast for Austin, Texas. Now you can find her exploring the hidden gems of Texas and staying at some of the coolest properties throughout the Lone Star State. Amanda travels in search of showcasing the best unique destinations for her followers. She has stayed in yurts, shipping containers, buses, and all the way down to luxury boutique hotels. Amanda is known for taking her own photographs and videos along the way, utilizing her iconic tripod and inspiring independent travel. Amanda has been featured on Texas tourism boards and is a valuable and trusted source for Texas travel. So guys, we're just going to hop right into it. Yeehaw! So Amanda, I was wondering what your connection to Austin is. How long have you lived there? Is that your favorite place to travel from? So are you doing local travels from Austin mostly? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I I do live in Austin um, and I do tend to explore the city a lot when I am home. But the connection to Austin, to answer your initial question is, my husband and I were vacationing here uh, several years ago and I just completely fell in love with it. And I love its character, its charm, its weirdness. And it's very much my style. And so we were living in DC at the time. And I was like, listen, we need to move to Austin. This was like before the like everyone started moving. I was like, listen, we we just need to move there. And he's like, you're crazy. We can't just move without jobs. So which I agreed, right? So we ended up waiting a couple years ago. And he was able to transfer with his job. And I was um, working remote at the time. So I could really go anywhere. And so we've been here in Austin for about four years. Well, I know on your website, 
website, you list that your husband was active duty military. So I initially thought like, oh, you moved to Austin because that's where maybe he was stationed on base or something to that effect. So it sounds like you visited before and just fell in love. Have you ever experienced any other city that really said like legitimately, I want to move here and actually have done it because of that? Or has it just been I've traveled through places, but now you've seen Austin and just you fell in love and had to live there? Yeah, great question. Um, And so he was he was active duty military. He's been out for several years now. And with that, I mean, we've moved around to a lot of different places, mostly all on the East Coast. But there never has been a vacation where I just completely fell in love and said, okay, so we need to move here and been 100% serious like I was with Austin. Austin just had something different that that really just spoke to my soul. And so it it had never happened before. So I'm glad that it did because that feeling is I feel lucky to have felt that passion. I know exactly what you're talking about because I just went to Austin for the first time in September and I feel the exact same way. I love it and I'm trying to move there next year. (gasps) Yes. Uh, Okay. Where do you live now? That's so exciting. We all live in San Diego right now. I've been here for six years. They've been here for a little bit longer, but oh my gosh, I just fell in love with it just like you did. Yeah, that's incredible. I hope you get to do that then. I will definitely be getting in contact with you again for more tips and advice when that time comes around. I'm your girl. Let's go. (laughs) So Amanda, what is your favorite thing to do in Austin? Favorite thing? Um, Can I have more than one? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. My favorite thing to do is I love Barton Springs, which is a really, really large natural spring right in the heart of downtown Austin. And I love going there in the mornings to watch the sunrise. I will admittedly say that I haven't been able to do it a lot this year. um, But just going there before it gets really crowded and just submersing your body into this natural body of water and watching the sun come up over the building, it blows my mind every time and it's such a great way to start your day. And I will also say I am not at all a morning person. So for me to say that (laughs) is a serious thing. And then I also love there is a really old honky tonk place called the Broken Spoke where you can kind of go as a tourist or of course, if you live here, you can go as well. But I like to take people there to go two-stepping because I think it's just, I mean, Austin is so weird and unique and really not known for like being country at all. And I think that that's such a nice hidden gem in the city to whether you like country music or you don't. It's just a really fun experience. So I mean, my husband and I will just go sometimes and we don't necessarily we're not showing people around. We're like, you just want to go to stuff and like, we're not really great at it. It's just a fun environment. So I would say both of those things and then also eat. Austin has really good food. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've actually heard is that Austin has one of the best food scenes in the United States. So in terms of restaurants, I mean, what are some of the best ones or are they more geared towards food trucks and things like that? Or what would you recommend? Or is there a little bit of everything in that sense? There is a little bit of everything. I mean, you have your pockets of, you know, food trucks and eclectic foods. And I will say, especially coming from DC, you, you I mean, in DC, it was just a melting pot. You could have Ethiopian and next door, you can have Chinese and the next door it's Italian. I wasn't really expecting Austin to be that or emulate that at all. I just thought it was barbecue and it's not really the case. So there are definitely little pockets of cultural 
foods that are maybe not the norm, maybe not your typical like hamburger joints. But two things that really stand out to me. One is, of course, the barbecue. The brisket specifically is what we are known for here in Austin. It doesn't really need to come with a lot of sauces or be prepared with a specific type of wood. Although you do have your two types that are pretty prevalent down here. It's just personal preference. And then migas, uh, which is like a breakfast taco. And I had never even heard of amigas in my life until I came here. Um, and it's just amigas in the, in the barbecue all day long. Sign me up. It's fantastic. I can't wait to try amiga. I've never even heard of that, but count me in because I love breakfast burritos. <laughs> Brittany's favorite barbecue is brisket. She goes crazy for it. Oh, you guys. Perfect. Yeah. Come back. Come back to Austin. Well, Brittany's sister lives in Dallas. So whenever we go visit, we always go get Texas barbecue and mm. obviously brisket's always on the list, but I'm assuming you've been other places in Texas, but would you say Texas barbecue in Austin is something unique or it's pretty much all the same, but they just have really much better locations in Austin because it's famous for the food scene? I think Austin, it's more accessible because there are so many per capita. However, the question that you need to ask yourself is how long are you willing to wait in line? And then that answer may depict where you actually end up going. So I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Franklin's barbecue. You have to wait in line starting at 6 a.m. and then they sell out and it's a whole thing. A fantastic. I mean, a lot of people knock on it. I, I think it's worth the wait personally, but there are a lot of other really great places with Valentina's, La Barbecue, Terry Black's. There's so many different ones in Austin. But again, how long are you willing to wait in line is the question. What is the longest time you've ever waited in line for barbecue? Um, I went to Franklin's when we were actually on vacation before we even decided that we were going to move here. And we were the third ones in line. We we got there, I believe it was around 5.45, 6 in the morning. We brought books and kind of kept ourselves entertained. Um, and I believe they opened at, I want to say 10 or 11, but 30 minutes prior to their opening, they came out through the line, they got your order, but then they also um, served beverages. So I remember so vividly having it was a mimosa in a can. And I'm like, I've never, this is so ideal, right? I'm just drinking early in the morning. I'm on vacation. I'm going to have really good barbecue. That's um, the way to do it. Yeah. So it was, it was a few hours, but again, I'm telling you it's, it's worth the wait. We'll have to do that next time we go. That sounds fun. Yes. But you mentioned Migas. Is there a place specific in Austin that you would recommend for those? Yes, 100%. And I also make this a tradition to anybody coming in from out of town. If I pick them up from the airport, we're stopping here before we get to my house because it's that good. So it is a food truck called Veracruz. And there are several food trucks. They've grown exponentially just because of the popularity. They make their flour um, tortillas and and I believe their corn tortillas in-house in the food truck. And they're impeccable. Migas, breakfast tacos, at Veracruz. Try them. Find them on Instagram. I cannot say enough good things. They're so good. I'm getting hungry too, you guys. Well, we love our food at the Travel Squad podcast too. So you're just getting us even more hungry just talking about it because you're <laughs> selling it real, real well. <laughs> I know. Kim, did you go to any of these places when you were in Austin? <laughs> uh, when I was in Austin, I stayed at a hotel that had Veracruz tacos and they served them there, not through a food truck, but they were pretty good. I didn't have the breakfast ones though. So I missed that have to go back for those. Mm -hmm. You're really selling them to me. Yes. Did you stay at the line? Yes. Yes. 
I know they have Veracruz, but yeah, get the Migos next time. You won't regret it. And I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, Amanda. I may have missed it. How long again have you now been in Austin? It's been about four years. About four years. And would you say Austin is easily accessible, like with a good mass transit? Or is it something like if you go and visit, you really need a car to get around? Oh, great question. Um, and definitely a hot topic here with a lot of the locals. The public transportation is severely lacking, just in reference to other major cities, especially even, you know, if we're talking about Dallas um, or Houston, there are limited options, but there are options. Now, if you are wanting to just explore downtown Austin, you know, we have the scooters, we have Ubers and, and pretty much any other major city as well. But there's like one metro, I would call it a metro. It doesn't go underground and has really limited stops. And then we have buses as well. But just comparatively speaking to other cities, it's not the best public transportation. A car would be great if you're wanting to explore outside of the city or some suburbs, but you don't necessarily need a vehicle. Yeah. And that's why I asked, because, you know, from what I see of Austin, you know, just on Instagram, our own research, because again, Kim's the only one who has officially been there. I see that they have a lot of nature areas and parks and then the wells and things that you can jump into. So are those close to the downtown areas, a bit of a drive out? And obviously, if you're visiting, you would need a car to get to those locations, I imagine. Mm -hmm. So there, there are a lot of natural creeks and springs that you can jump into. And I'm not sure if you're referencing Jacob's Well, where it's like a really big drop and very blue water. Yeah, that's the one. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, there, but that's the one. So that's about 45 to 50 minutes away from downtown Austin. And it's in a town called Wimberley. So you would absolutely need a car for that. But yeah, I mean, I would say rent a car just in case, especially if you want to do a lot of the, the exploring and maybe some hikes that are not necessarily downtown, just so that you have more options. I would recommend renting a car. Do you have any hikes in the Austin area that you would recommend? We talk a lot about hiking. We have a, a lot of our listeners love to go hiking as well. Yeah. So great question. There is um, an area called the Green Belt. And there is the Green Belt Trail where it is really just heavily wooded in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, we do get some droughts. So most of the time you're able to walk on the creek beds and it's just really fun. And I would say relatively easy beginners. Um, and then there's also the just regular old hike and bike trail, which I would recommend, especially because you're going right next to Lady Bird Lake. You, you're right next downtown seeing all the buildings and you can walk and hike and bike and see all of the dogs. And that's something too that I, I tend to take first time visitors to the hike and bike trail because you can just get really good views of the city, um, rent a stand up paddle board and kind of just get active if that's your style. And that's that's something that I try to do at least a, a few times a month personally. That sounds really fun. I definitely want to check that out. Like Jamal said earlier, my sister lives in Dallas. So we've always talked about going down to Austin to do a weekend getaway or even just, you know, meeting up with her there just to explore a different city. Yes. And Austin's so active too. And it's, I mean, it's just like Dallas in terms of it's relatively nice most of the year. Right now, it's not, it's like a freak thing. It's like 30 degrees. Everyone's freaking out and losing their minds. But, oh you God. know, we're, yeah, it's very strange. But most of the year, you're afforded these nice outdoor, you know, activities. So absolutely recommend it. Is Austin a big biking city? I know that you mentioned like they have the hike and bike trail, but like how about biking just throughout the city? Would that be a good way to get around? Yes, 100%. It's a huge biking city. I actually have a bike being delivered tomorrow <laughs> to my house, <laughs> but they're all over the place and there's a lot of, um, you know, bike lanes. So it's relatively safe. It's, it's actually very safe. 
safe, I would say. My husband has one too. And we both feel really good about, you know, going out and riding. Well, kind of going back to what Brittany was saying too about her sister in Dallas, and we've been thinking about going to Austin. Are there any good particular day trips that you think are good to take from Austin? And so if someone's going, they can kind of get a different feel of Texas in a way. Mm, Okay. I have a few just based on different, you know, lifestyles and what, what different interests you may like. But the first one that comes to my mind is a town called Round Top. And it is right smack in the middle between Houston and Austin. So it's about an hour and a half away from from both cities. And they are known for their antiques. And they're the largest, I think it's like the largest antique show per capita in this country. And they do it twice a year. But the town has 90 people, population 9-0. And it is just the cutest, most quaint town. You can really find a lot of gems, even if antiquing is not your thing. They have a lot of local stores and and craft goods. And so I love exploring Round Top. But if that's not necessarily your thing, um, I would say Wimberley, which we touched on earlier, Jacob's Well. There's a lot of hiking out there. Again, there is a really, really small town called Pioneer Town. Definitely makes for great photos, not something that you see every day. And it, it kind of feels like you're in the wild, wild west, which is really fun. I was just really about fun. to ask. It sounds, yeah. Pioneer Town sounds like it would be like a Western theme. Very Western. Yes. And then lastly, if if those two things really just aren't for you, I would say Fredericksburg. It is the Napa Valley wine country here in the hill country region here in Texas. And you can, you know, walk around with a glass of wine in the town and visit a lot of wineries and really learn more about the craft and harvest grapes too, depending on what time of year you go. Um, And so those are the top three that just pop into my mind. And I think it's nice because there's something different for everyone too. I mean, for me specifically, I love all of those things, but really just depends on, you know, what time of year, you know, am I craving wine really bad? And do I want to go to a winery? So there's a lot of options. For the wine region, are there tour companies or like excursions that you can get from Austin that will take you there so you don't have to worry about the driving? Yes, a hundred percent. They tend to be really popular for, you know, groups who are coming in from out of town or bachelor, bachelorette parties, but they do it all for you. And speaking of that, that also reminds me, there's tubing is a huge thing here. And there's also excursion, you know, vans who will pick you up and drive you to the Guadalupe River about 40 minutes away, and you go inner tubing all day. And it is just the most fun. So I would say that's a really good adventure too. If you, you know, if you don't necessarily want to come to Austin and get a rental car, they have transportation that, you know, you can still be afforded these really cool things and have a great day and not have to worry about, you know, drinking and driving. It's a huge thing. Obviously, we don't want to do any of that. So yeah, so much fun. I want to do that. So much fun. Yes. I think you sold me on the tubing because our hometown originally in Northern California that we're all from, there's a famous spot that you can go tubing down. And that's one of the things, even though we're in San Diego and by the water, we really don't have that inland water, rivers, creeks, things like that. And so that's Mm -hmm. really intriguing to me about the tubing. But I only ask this because I know in California it's required by law, but if you go, and visiting as a tourist, do they require you to have life vests to go down the river? Because here they do. And if you don't, they'll ticket you. Oh, so they do not here in Texas. That's really interesting. They're really lackadaisical when it comes to rules on the river. You know, people have coolers and you can drink. The only really major rule is no glass. Everything else is sort of fair game. People have, you know, their stereos floating in the tube next to them. And there's this really fun thing called the tube shoot where it propels you down sort of like a natural made you know, water slide, which is really fun. And people get out and then they go and do it again. 
they get out and do it again. And uh, But no, you don't have to wear a life vest, which is really interesting. For anybody looking to go to Austin, doing a little research on nightlife, you're definitely going to see people talking about 6th Street and Rainy Street. And you mentioned the Broken Spoke as a good place for two-step and nightlife. Are there any other maybe lesser known or your favorite spots for nightlife in Austin that you'd recommend? Yeah. So one of my favorite places to go, I mean, I have birthday celebrations here, happy hours with friends, even work meetings. There is a spot called Cosmic Coffee and Beer Garden. And it's outdoor, indoor. They have food trucks. They have fire pits. They have a garden. They have chickens. (laughs) There's a lot of different things, but they also have, you know, twinkly lights and misters because at nights too, right? It still gets a little toasty. They have a lot of frozen drinks and craft beers on draft and uh, really good margaritas. And I just love going there. It's just, it's not as packed. I mean, it is getting to be a little bit more of a popular spot, but it's definitely not a Sixth Street vibe where it's more controlled, more, you know, people probably in their late 20s to 50s and just just a different crowd, but definitely right up my alley. Sounds amazing. And then I have one question that we often get from listeners on places that we've been. I think you're the perfect person to answer this. But if somebody's visiting Austin, there are tons of different neighborhoods with different vibes. What neighborhood or neighborhoods would you recommend they stay in, whether it's Airbnb or hotel or or whatnot? So I would say East Austin. East Austin has been really up and coming for the past few years. And it is very much a hip, up and coming, murals everywhere. They just put in a Target and a Whole Foods and they're putting in these apartment complexes to try to get people over there. But they still have these really unique hidden gems to where, you know, people weren't really living there 10 years ago, but there was a comedy club and the comedy clubs are still there and um, just really unique characteristics that I would definitely recommend. A lot of the places that you'll find on East Austin are going to be Airbnbs or some VRBO or short-term rental. So I would say definitely look into those versus maybe a hotel right off of the bat just so that you can really immerse yourself in that East Austin culture. Oh, wonderful. And then selfishly, I have to ask, would you also recommend that as the neighborhood to live in? So that gets a little more tricky just depending on, well, a lot of things because our housing is insane right now. And obviously the prices are going up. So what does your budget look like? Because for some, it is getting to be um, out of reach in East Austin for buying, but for renting, absolutely, right? Just dip your feet in there, see if you like it first. And then in terms of buying, I mean, Austin is growing like crazy crazy. And if you live in North Austin, you probably won't ever hang out with anybody who lives in South Austin just because the traffic is insane. Comparably speaking to people here who aren't used to necessarily maybe some LA traffic or anything like that. So yeah, (laughs) it's it's a difficult question to be able to answer. But to get your feet wet, probably renting. Yeah, try out East Austin. If you want to be immersed in that culture and really get the true Austin experience, 100%. Yes. Nice. Sounds awesome. And how has COVID changed Austin, in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good question. Austin is a very, very tight-knit community, although it's a a major city. I think that I've seen a lot of resilience within the community here, a lot of willingness and a lot of um, just charitable aspects in people that you maybe wouldn't expect. And I just, you know, it's it's been tough for everybody, especially at the beginning. You know, nobody really knew what was going on. I mean, we still don't really know what's going on, right? But the initial shock where people banded together was really, it was great to see just even with, you know, our grocery store workers and people just willing to help out in the community and take things to the homeless shelters really just speaks volume to to Austin and makes me really
really proud to, to live here. Well, and I know Kim has gone to Austin right now in the midst of COVID and everything like that. But you mentioned some stuff of the nightlife and some honky tonk, I think I heard. So for other people, and especially being now a native to Austin in that sense, or local, I should say, do you think Austin is still primed to visit during these times in terms of if somebody goes, they can soak up the culture and really what it is to be in Austin? A hundred percent. I mean, we we were one of the first states to really, truly open back up, whether it be 25, 50 or 75 percent capacity. We were one of the first. And I think doing it safely, you know, come to Austin, do all the things. It's it's sort of back to normal in a weird way. But, you know, just be safe about it. But I mean, yeah, I, I started going back to my gym and doing spin classes. And it's crazy to me to still think that we're in a pandemic just because Austin is so open up compared to, you know, a lot of other towns that I visit within Texas. And they're like, well, nothing's really open here except the bank and one restaurant. It's like, oh, gosh, you can do anything in Austin. <laughs> so it's it's wild to see. Well, it sounds like Austin's a good place to visit right now during the pandemic. And how much time would you say you would need to spend in Austin to really get the culture and the vibe and do all of the things that you would want to do as a first time visitor? Mm, I would say four days is probably a sweet spot. That way you can try a lot of different things that may be a complete juxtaposition from the last thing you did, right? Maybe if, if hiking isn't your thing, then maybe the next night we can try something completely different and try, you know, a rooftop bar or something like that. But four days is probably that sweet spot to be able to try everything. <laughs> And does that include blocking out half a day for waiting in line for Texas barbecue? Yeah, it does. And then also the nap you're going to need too afterwards. <laughs> That's awesome. I also found when I was in Austin that one of the things I really noticed about the people there was how nice everybody was, yourself included, just really friendly. So that was, that was a huge adjustment for me too. And I remember noticing it the first time um, when we were on vacation to Austin before we moved here and I was in the airport and I was in the bathroom. And this woman just kind of, you know, accidentally hit me with her bag on the way out. I mean, the apology that she gave me was like the most heartfelt apology. And I'm like, what in the world is happening, right? Coming from like hustle and bustle. Nobody cares. Like, get out of my way. Go, go, go. And there, she was like, oh my God, ma'am, I am so sorry. And I'm like, are you talking to me? Like, you're so nice right now. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's so nice. And it's like really welcoming too, because you get those, you get those people who are like, I'll do anything for you. And it just changes your outlook and you're just automatically in a better mood because of it. So definitely good vibes with the niceness here in Austin. Absolutely. Can't agree more. That's that's awesome. So we were looking through some of your Instagram posts on your website and you have a very unique job. You are a travel coach. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. That is so cool. I would love to hear more about that. What is that like? How do you become a travel coach? So it, it really, it first started during the, you know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was just traveling and trying to figure out, you know, I've been traveling for about a year now, but wasn't really making any consistent money with it. So trying to figure out how I could get paid to travel, which was my dream and a lot of other people's dreams and started really mastering it and consistently been going on trips, you know, two to three times a week um, in the past several months since, you know, it said, no, everybody said that it couldn't be done during COVID. And uh, I said, okay, hold my beer, watch me because I will find a way. <laughs> um, and it's really just trying to, you know, arm people with the same tools that I've used to be able to successfully land paid travel. And it's a win-win because I'm helping other people. But most importantly, I'm helping those properties and cities and 
destinations and those mom and pops who got really crushed at the beginning of COVID and sort of just took them back and I'm able to bring them bookings. And so I'm arming people with that same knowledge in hopes that they can go out and do the same thing and ultimately bring properties bookings. And it's just been, it's been a whirlwind. And I didn't think that I was going to be a coach up until a few months ago when people were literally knocking down my door, like, how do you do this? Can you teach us? So it's been a learning curve, uh, an amazing lesson. And I'm, I'm really grateful to be helping people. That is amazing. That's definitely what some people would say is their dream job to travel for a living. Yeah, right. (laughs) What are some of the coolest places that you've traveled to through work purposes? I saw one recently you did. It was this hotel shaped like a uh, some kind of a unicorn or... Yeah. (laughs) So that one is is, um, actually west of Austin. So about 20 minutes from the the city of Austin. It's called the Bloom House. And that one was incredible. Yeah, the outside is there's no straight lines in the entire structure. And it was built in the 70s to try to mimic um, man's relationship with nature. And so how it ebbs and flows. And it's just a lot of different organic swirls and lines. And that was a complete dream for me to be able to partner with them and work with that property. And it's, I mean, if it's unique, I'm there. So sign me up. And so that one was definitely unique. And then let's see where else. There was one uh, about right outside of Waco, Texas. So about an hour and a half away from downtown Austin. And it was a ranch and they had cabins, but you could also swim with otters, which was the coolest thing. Cause I mean, it was just so cute. Um, they have zebras there and it's, it's an animal and wildlife sanctuary. So no animals are harmed and they take care of them. And it's just really great to, to see and interact with, well, the ones that you can interact with, of course, but it was just so peaceful and serene to be there. And so anything that makes a property unique, sign me up, but there has to be that special feeling when I get there too, that really makes it a top property for me and for me to want to promote as well. Absolutely. And I know Austin's theme is keep Austin weird, but it sounds like there's a lot of weird even around Austin too. It's it's trickling out. It is. It's trickling out. That's so cool. And you said you use Instagram to find some of these properties. Is there any other way you use to find unique properties to stay at? Yeah, um, I use a lot of different. I created sort of like an Airbnb hack that I teach my students, um, short term rental hack, because unfortunately, you can't I mean, you can't just message them on the on Airbnb. It's very heavily encrypted and you'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Instagram is a major way. Also heavy filter, Google search, um, just really utilizing any type of social media platforms doesn't necessarily have to be Instagram. Also word of mouth, talking to property owners that I've worked with in the past and asking if they know of anyone that could use my services. That's been really fruitful in, in getting some some paid travel deals. That's wonderful. And do you typically just work with properties or do you ever partner with tourism boards or other types of businesses? I have. Um, I've, I've partnered with tourism boards in the past. I spent an entire month um, on an island here in Texas. It's the only tropical island in the state. And that was incredible. And through that, I was able to you know, get some sponsored activities and restaurants and shopping experiences. And then you know, when I'm, when I'm traveling with specific towns, I'll do my own outreach and try to find things that make sense for me to, to do in terms of activities. So whether that be horseback riding on the beach or... Um, um, you know, shopping and trying to find some fun antiques. It definitely varies and it differs, but I would say yes to all of that. It's so exciting. I bet the thrill of doing the research and the outreach and hearing back is is part of the fun too. 
It is. Yes, it is. It's definitely all a part of it. It's, you know, I was saying today I worked a 12 hour day and you'll never work, um, you know, harder for anybody but yourself, which is very true. But the reward and the outcome is worth it every single time. Absolutely. And then you as a coach, you teach other people to do this for themselves too. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, where it makes sense for them. So I work with them one on one and we customize everything to try to find out what their specific niche is, right? Because not everybody is necessarily a tripod traveler in the state of Texas. And so you could be, you know, a mom blogger or blog about um, national parks or not even have a blog at all. So we'll kind of walk through that. But yeah, in a, in a nutshell, I teach them to do exactly what I'm doing, but in their own unique way. Wonderful. That's amazing. I bet that's really rewarding for you too. It is. Yeah. It's just all about, you know, helping, helping other people and feeling that reward at the end of the day, because I've, I've owned, you know, different businesses in the past and it has never had quite the same impact in terms of helping people. And, you know, you hear people say that all the time, you know, if you're not really helping anybody or making a difference, it's not going to matter. And I know that to be true within my own life. So it is very rewarding right now to be able to see all of that come to fruition. Absolutely. Oh, it's so nice. Like when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, like everything just like falls into place and it doesn't even feel like work, even though you know that you are working. I know it really does. And it's nice to hear people say that too. Um, and especially, you know, your, your family and your friends that you've grown up with your entire life and they look at you and they're like, this, this is what it was supposed to be all along. And so we're so thrilled for you. And it's just extra validation on my end. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we have one more final question for you and I'm going to ask it. And I know Kim probably wants to know this, but I'm going to steal the question from her. But what are some of the most instant Instagram worthy places in Austin? Like if somebody's going and making an Instagram statement, hey, I'm here, where should they go? And what photo should they take for the gram? Oh man, a great question. All right. For the gram. So I would say a a couple things. So stand up paddle boarding, you have the skyline behind you, you're on the water. That's like, hi, I'm in Austin, quintessential, right? So that's always a really good one. I would say there is this new restaurant that popped up six or seven months ago, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Takiro mucho and the entire place is pink everything is pink the drinks are pink the there's a there's a pink phone booth outside and it has been very hot with the instagram moments here in the austin community and then lastly because we have nice weather pretty much all year round you are afforded really nice rooftops so any rooftop any rooftop bar in austin especially there's one called handlebar and there's a seesaw on top of it that is a very instagrammable moment that sounds very nice Nice. And we love a rooftop bar with the Travel Squad podcast. I could tell you that. So there you go. sold us on that. Oh my gosh, though, but I can't even imagine the picture. Like if you've had a few drinks and you're on that seesaw on the rooftop bar, I could have mm-hmm. so much fun with that. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, Amanda, we do appreciate you coming on, sharing all of your information about you and about Austin. But before we let you go, why don't you tell our audience where they can find you online? And if you have any other final thoughts, if you want to share them with us right now and with our audience. Absolutely. So you can find me pretty much on any platform at Exploring Amanda. Also, the website is exploringamanda.com. And if by chance you are interested in learning how to get paid to travel and want to be one of my students, please let me know that and mention that you've heard me on this podcast and I will throw a little discount your way, but pretty much exploring Amanda on all platforms. And thank you again so much, guys. I really do appreciate the time and the amazing and well thought out questions. And yeah, this was fun. Oh, we're so happy that you were able to connect with us and that we were able to have you on the podcast. So thank you. 
course, of course. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the podcast. And thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram and subscribing on YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. Tag us in all of your adventures and send us in your questions of the week. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye guys.